0: Last time we played, you finished off the Fiend and the Fiend's minions. You took a pretty big beating, and now you are in Serial's uh, keep, I guess we'll call it that, Uh, and everyone is recovering. Uh, You didn't have any deaths, although it looked scary for both Basil and the Prince uh, momentarily. Uh, But now we are at a stage where you've completed this task that Bryce said that you had to do. You had to go and arm yourselves for the battle to come. The true battle against the aberration that they summoned. And you have armed yourselves to the teeth and now the time comes to put those weapons and items to use. So everyone will have had a long rest. So hit points, spell slots, everything back up to full.
1: I was, I believe at one hit point as Chai and eight hit points as a T-Rex, just Mm. as a heads up.
0: (laughs) And I don't know how long that spell lasts. Layman's secret chest.
1: I will double check. Is that in the players? Yeah.
0: I will gladly. Um, I think it's,
1: I believe it's until I recall it. Wow. Um, I believe, with my understanding of the spell, I could be horribly incorrect.
2: It appears on top of
1: you. Yeah, it's like, bam, you get slapped by a dark crystal of death.
2: While the chest remains on the ethereal plane, you can use an action and touch the replica to recall the chest. It appears in an unoccupied space on the ground within five feet of you. You can send the chest back to the ethereal plane by using an action and touching both the chest and the replica. After 60 days... There is a cumulative 5% chance per day that the spell's effect ends. This effect ends if you cast this spell again, if the smaller replica chest is destroyed, or if you choose to end the spell as an action. If the spell ends and the larger chest is on the ethereal plane, it is irretrievably lost.
1: Okay, so before 60 days I have to end the spell, or it potentially just randomly gets lost forever. Yeah. Okay, but I think we've got a good amount of time, I would hope. It all really depends on... Oh, oh... I'll write down. <laughs> oh, if I sent it, if I sent it from the Feywild, what is what is the timeline there?
0: <laughs> well, is it is it Fey days?
1: I know. Are we Fey calendar? Or are we on
0: Fey days? Sounds like a really weird sale.
1: A hundred percent.
0: I think we have to go with living mortal human days.
1: Okay, so we got some time.
0: So, are you? I guess are you leaving it there?
1: I would discuss that with people, I think is where I would be at. So I would probably talk to Serial about that, because I feel like she's the one with the most experience about it.
0: Well, I mean, I guess after, if you talk about the fact that it's, like, it's on the ethereal plane, I don't think it's, like, likely that something else is going to come across it, right?
1: That's what I'm operating under. They'd also have to know what they were, I guess, looking for randomly in the ethereal
0: plane. Yeah, I think she's okay with it staying there.
1: I I would just double check. There's no benefit to us bringing this back, right? Like, we all agree that this is badness.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
2: I mean...
1: (laughs) How emo do you want to be in this final fight? I was gonna
2: say, you're talking about this Oathbreaker shit.
1: (laughs) It, uh... (laughs) It, well, well, I mean, it trapped. It's a sick band. Yeah. It trapped Serial here and uh, made her want to kill everybody, so I don't Thaddeus know. Thaddeus
0: wants to fuck with the symbiote suit.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: Whatever, man.
2: I've got that dance from. Um... Oh my god. Why have I forgotten his name? Toby McGuire. Toby-, Toby Maguire. Spider Man 3.
1: Oh, the emo venom hair?
2: Emo venom hair and weird. I'm showing I've got confidence and charisma, but still in the giant nerd dance.
0: Anyways, it sounds it sounds like leaving it in the ethereal plane is where you're leaning towards. Yes,
1: that is what I'm leaning towards. In- unless uh, serial or someone else has an idea of how we could utilize it that I can't think of, I think it's safest to leave it there because I don't know how to destroy it.
0: Um, she thinks that the Serial's opinion is that the risk is too great. So even if you could safely use it, which she doesn't think that you can, bringing it to that creature who may be able to harness it, it somehow would be yeah. a bad time. <laughs> good bad Good
1: summation. <laughs> bad mojo. Okay, so we will not summon it back.
0: Yeah, so the time comes now to figure out how you're going to track this thing down. And so just to give you sort of a quick rundown of your... Oh, and I should say that after a time, Feridun shows up with Snapdragon, the flying living airship. Uh, but yes, the the time has come to sort of like figure out who, who you're going to sort of use in this next phase here. As you, based on what Bryce has said, going to be particularly... Challenging and likely deadly. So, a quick rundown of, I guess, who you have on your side. You have Faridon and Snapdragon, okay? You have the Prince, you have Basil, Serial's a maybe. I don't know if there's anyone else in the Feywild that you want to uh, talk to. Queen,
2: not attending. <laughs> TBD.
0: Um, you have Baravon and the Arcane Acolytes, and Bryce. Now, I should also mention that even though Bryce and the Grey Aladrin were working together before Bryce kind of defected, the Queen, uh, sorry, Serial would say that the, those Grey Aladrin out there on the mortal plane, um, even though serial herself is no longer under the influence of the Obsidian Shard, that those ones, like those other Grey Aladrin, they... M- are likely just so zealously committed to this plan, like under the influence, caught in the influence of this thing, that they they may not listen to reason. They may just be st- kind of stuck, irretrievably stuck where they, in, in their own mindset here.
2: Ensorcelled, in-
0: one might say. Mm, yeah, in- enthralled under this thing's power.
1: Which is also, we've got
0: Kyogen. Bear hunter. Kyogen bear hunter. Mm-hmm.
1: As an option. Though I think we do. last time we saw him we took like 50 years off of his life so I don't know whether we want to do that. I have a quick aside. I think I, while we're organizing maybe one of the, like while we're, I don't know, if there's a brief 15 minute window somewhere I think I would just want to um, approach Gutterbird uh, and have a little chat. And I'd go up and be like, So, it's been a a bit heavy with uh, dropping the knowledge lately. I just have some questions for you, and it's cool if you don't have answers to them. But I just want you to think about it. Do you have your memory back now? That the pack's been broken?
3: Hmm. You did. (laughs) All right. So it looks like I have had my memories restored.
1: That's, that's great. That's amazing.
3: Yeah, it's um, very exciting. A very exciting time for me.
1: <laughs> I, I have a more practical question then. What do you want us to call you?
3: Oh. Just call me. The, just call me the king. <laughs>
2: I was gonna say the warlock, formerly known as king. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, it is. It is your title, and I know it's. It's when you haven't worn in a while, but
3: no, nobody has to call me the king. Um, KGB KGB?
1: Oh my god <laughs> oh. King Gutterberg
3: um, Yeah, no, I like that a lot I feel like I identify more with, with my my original Well, I guess not my original name My name that I was able to, to craft for myself even, However diminutive and insulting it may be
1: It's fine with us I just wanted to I just wanted to make sure
2: Thaddeus is just at the pancake making station
1: You've just brought a pancake maker. Uh,
2: yes. (laughs) It was what was originally in the tiny chest. Oh my god,
1: yeah. (laughs) That's what I protected in the astral plane until now.
2: Making making pancakes, and then just looks up and says, KGB, your nom de plume Mm. with your former title, a hero in his own right, and, let's face it, a man of style and substance. And then he throws
3: a pancake at you and i catch it in my mouth like a dog with a frisbee
1: (laughs) there's no other way
3: that's how we do it in the in the high courts
1: uh oh yeah that that epic battle for the world that we've got to do um i think i would just basically get everybody together and have like a quick meeting like so if i had a chalkboard i'd probably draw a very bad version of what a beholder might look like in my brain and be like it's just a sad face. <laughs> it's just a sad face with many <laughs> eyes on it. Um, So, plan of attack. We have to make sure everyone's in agreement. We have to find the beholder. And we have to kill the beholder. The step one and two, correct? The whole fighting kill. Yeah. Are there any other steps in between? I think we've got the items we came for. Unless... I'm forgetting something.
0: I think you got everything. Um, Thaddeus will
2: sit down with his pancake as most intense decisions are made throughout his life uh, over snacks. <laughs> Looks at this quite clearly conjured slate with a sad <laughs> face on it and just kind of says at the risk of those eating my delicious snacks and those that know me most of choking we should probably speak to Brass, because he seemed to know what was going on and he's the best lead we got unless Sariel knows where the hell an abomination like that hides out also I don't want to make it seem like my attention is divided. But if he comes with us, once we find the beholder, I may kill him then. Because he doesn't really have a use to me after that. Okay, okay. I, I We're just going to, I'm putting it all out there. I see your point. The pancake's on the plate. Just the syrup's drizzled on top. We're hot, melting the butter.
1: Hot take. What if... I'm I'm not trying to make you not kill Bryce. I think we're all I think we're all in that camp. Um what if we let Bryce do some damage to the beholder and then we kill Bryce.
3: Oh. I'm
1: 100% pink <laughs> <Mid-bank. laughs> Down for I think you make- got, you've got some shawarma sauce on your face there. Yeah. Just it's on the side. Yeah. Yeah, that's for
2: it's later. Shawarma okay.
3: pancakes.
1: It's a savory pancake.
2: <laughs> it's a savory pancake. <laughs> now, I'm I said May. Okay. There's a just, there's just, a real-world scenario where he helps us to victory and then I kill
1: him. Mhm. Mhm. There's yep.
2: a possibility. There.
1: Yeah, yeah. i just 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 throwing it out there.
2: I also don't know which fracking thing he's got his little clerical powers with cause something tells me there may be a connection between him and the douchebag we just fought. the back in my brain,
1: the devil.
2: Yeah, the devil, <laughs>
1: the, the
2: devil, and the and the on the material plane devil. Sure. Just coexisting. In a little tit-for-tat magical business.
1: Sure, yeah. These are all options. I'm, I'm assuming we're getting betrayed by everybody. Um, Especially not, you. Not I mean... you guys. I was going to say, <laughs> not you guys. And then I kind of like, maybe you, to the prince. <laughs> I'm like, mm.
2: <laughs> that is, it's just pointing at a rock he doesn't trust.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so. Plan of attack. Step 1A, shall we say. We've got and Prince... Serial, maybe. I get it. You've got... You, the world is a new oyster to you. Uh, we've got Basil. But we should probably get into contact with Bervin and the Acolytes. So do we want to head back there? It's also the last place we saw Bryce. I don't know if he's still there. We also don't know what's happened on the Material Plane since we've left.
2: Oh, yeah. The whole thing could be in flames.
1: Yeah. The So do we want to maybe head to Bearvin and then find Bryce. About from there, does that sound good, or should we just like send a message to Bearvin?
2: I feel like we can go Berivan, Bryce, because that's where the, the I
1: mean, one of the Faye crossings leads us there, so it's not far. Well, and I'm assuming
2: uh, Thaddeus turns to Basil and Sarah like I'm assuming one of y'all knows how to just. Plane shift us? Wave wave your hands and get
0: us home. Fairden would offer up his <clears throat> his sort of I guess uh layer as a as a way. Like this place here is a is a crossing like the, the ruins of this keep is a crossing, but it's gonna put you out quite a long ways away from uh where you need to go. So he he would offer up his uh his layer as a as a crossing point, and he says that we can even we can crossing is big enough that we can go through with Snapdragon.
1: That would be amazing.
0: Yeah, we're at. Right.
1: Okay, I think that's the plan. Let's use that and cross there, and I'll look at Serial. I like, where 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 are you at? How do you, do you want to come with us? We'd obviously appreciate the help.
0: Serial considers this for a moment and you can tell that she's been thinking about this for some time and she she's more thinking that her place is here like this is where even though yes some of her followers have been killed there's still other Eladrin here that rely on her so she's she's inclined to stay here kind of her her oath to Avalir Basil will join you, of course.
1: hmm I'll turn to Serial, and I'll kind of, like, bow and be like, I honor... I respect your choice. Obviously, it would be a great asset to have you with us, but I understand that this place needs you. So I guess we just get on Snapdragon and get going.
0: Yes, the three of you, Basil, Ferdin, and the prince... Who is still kind of keeping his distance understandably from the group?
2: He was not given a pancake.
0: Yes, bef- okay, so before you go, Serial goes up to KGB. she asks for you she asks for you to wait for a second then she vanishes for what feels like, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour. She like fully leaves the keep and when she returns, She goes up to Gutterbird and says, I found this after you left all those years ago. I think you stashed it away before you had your memories taken. And I know that where you're going is... What you're about to do is very dangerous in that you may not return. And that if you survive, you will come back here where you belong. And this... Isn't magical, but I think it will give you strength nonetheless. And she takes your hand in hers and puts a silver ring into your palm. And she says, this was hers. It's the only thing that we have left from her. And you made sure it stayed safe.
3: I say thank you so much. and I'll protect it with my life. Well, we're out there the same way I did when I stashed it away, and I remember what it what it stood for and what it what it meant to me and it definitely emboldens me for for what's up next
0: Snapdragon lifts off into the air, and you are leaving this place behind It's with its somber but odd beauty fading into the into the distance, and we will go right to the i guess the forever festival which is where um the uh Fairden's lair was and during this time like does anybody have anything that they want to discuss or are we just gonna narrate through it i think thaddeus is good
1: yeah i think those are the main things i wanted to talk about
0: right so you use the crossing uh where is this crossing uh, so, yes, uh, instead of sort of, like, landing or getting anywhere close to the actual, like, weird, f- like, fey echo of a, of a human mansion that Ferdin calls his lair, uh, the fey crossing is actually, like, in this cloud or series of clouds overhead that just kind of, like, don't move. They're very, they're just completely static. And you drift through the cloud there, and with a series of... Steep banking turns like very deliberate uh, even though you can't see where you're going everything is obscured in this heavy fog Um, you exit the cloud into a relatively clear night sky over a familiar city of Stonegate and what's also familiar about it is that it is not quite in the state of active siege as it was before but instead it is occupied so if you'll recall last time you were here you kind of snuck in the beholder had sort of set up Bryce to win so the forces of Agroth have kind of like been marching inexorably east Uh, and this is the last place that you saw Bryce and also Baravon so um, you can just tell me sort of how you want to make your approach into the city, and we'll we'll go from there. Anybody pack a zip line?
1: I know. So I assume <laughs> just flying Featherful? a giant uh, dragon in is uh, or flying the giant snap dragon in is not the way to go. Sorry, which force did you say have the, have the city now?
0: Yeah, bad guys, Agroth.
1: Well, we snuck out. Do we want to sneak back in? I don't do we all I don't think we all have to go. Like it might be best for the giant flying snapdragon to stay farther away.
2: You can see Thaddeus is like doing mental gymnastics looking at the situation. Subtlety's not my bag.
1: I remember how you left the city, yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um but it could, in theory make other people have an easier time. Now I don't know what to do after that but I can and especially with uh, and he turns to Farid and, and says with the blessings of those involved uh, make a hell of a distraction with um, our dear friend SnapDragon here. Snapdragon and I have uh, what you would call a magnetic personality. We tend to draw people towards us. And especially dumb people that need to get their faces smacked in. So, I don't know. Is that a viable option? And just kind of gestures for input? I'm curious to see how that shakes out. I, I think the real trick there is, uh, you wouldn't be watching any of it, KGB. Uh, you and Chai, I assume, would be the ones taking full advantage of this distraction.
3: Works for me.
1: So, just to be clear, it would be the three of us going in, you would be a distraction factor, and we would sneak in? We don't,
2: like, I wouldn't even necessarily need to go in. Snapdragon with something like Snapdragon, I can make a whole hell of a ruckus outside and
0: get you guys through. So you're talking about buzzing the tower, basically doing a yeah, f- doing a flyby. Like, yeah. Like
2: we we I just don't
1: want like to kill Snapdragon or anyone on Oh,
2: yeah. That's this is an inherent risk, which is why I put it out there for input from the team save the world here
1: would potentially i be a better distraction if i polymorph into something big then if i get like shot down i've got exit strategies like i can teleport myself somewhere else
2: i mean yeah we there's there's tons of options it's just i know that my subtlety is about this much and he holds up a hand in the shape of a zero so you've got a better chance I think of having an in and out whereas I can definitely get in it'd probably be in shackles but getting out's the ticket
1: yeah well I even think we're
2: and once you talk to the acolytes, they can probably get you all out
1: yeah well we had to use like secret passages and get out right mm-hmm. I'm assuming we remember where those are absolutely okay
2: well then we we can just use that to get in.
1: Yeah, it just took us to the I believe it took us to the wall and we had to get through the army that was on the outside.
2: Which is why I figure a big thing to draw an army. We circle back. Meet up at Jeff's house.
1: I mean, I like the idea of a distraction. I mean, I don't think we can take on an army right now. I think we need to do this oh, quickly. Oh, I wasn't
2: going to fight them all. I was going to fight like five of them. <laughs>
1: How are you going to just fight by
2: And Thaddeus just kind of like gestures like, Come on.
1: (laughs) Just from like serving, does it look like there's a side of the town that's like easier to get in on? Like if we're doing some like aerial recon?
0: You could conceivably drop in fairly like somewhat easily. Um, It's not tough to like, it is night. So it's, there's not a lot of activity. So there's like, not a whole lot of people out in the streets to um to notice something overhead, and I will say that like it looks like there's there's a contingent of the army that's still here, but like the main force that you saw last time is is no longer here. It's like probably moved on to the next objective.
1: Mm, okay.
2: Oh well, in that case,
1: do we have a? invisible feather fall situation? Does anyone have... I'll, like, pull the room, because I don't I don't know what anyone else has, like, capability-wise. I was like, does anyone have a invisible slow fall situation, perhaps?
2: Muscle wizard casts fist.
1: Yeah, I figured you were not, not the one on that one.
3: Never heard that before.
1: No? <laughs> I mean, I can just fall... And then when I'm within 400 feet, teleport somewhere.
0: Feridon says that he has a whole bunch of rope.
3: Good. I have my spider I climb mean, boots.
0: We can, we can just
2: lower down to the tallest roof, drop in on the rope, save spells.
1: Yep. Yeah, if we think that there's enough cover for that. Do we think we can get Snapdragon close enough or to...
2: Do we have a fog cloud or something?
1: What do we have? I could... I could fog cloud. Sleet storm, though that would probably hurt us. <laughs>
2: Sleet storm, bad idea.
1: <laughs> I feel like that does more damage than good. Uh, fog cloud, where are you?
2: 20 foot radius sphere of fog.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's quite enough.
2: The the fog cloud increases by 20 feet in radius for every slot above first.
1: Hmm.
0: Basil's got fog cloud.
1: Would it look weird if there was just a ball of fog dropping from the sky, though? Would that be more obvious?
0: Hmm. Perhaps. But it may be fog, like, on the ground where you're going into the, uh, like, into the sewers.
1: Yeah, I think it's a thing where we cast it where we're gonna land, so it kind of looks a little obscured and then we fall there.
2: We parked in the smoky lot.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's just try and get let's lower down. I think I've got 50 feet of rope. Let's try and get as close as we can as quickly as we can and improvise after that.
0: Okay, Uh, everybody give me I'm gonna say acrobatics Ooh, to descend. A new dexterity to fail. (laughs) Um, I'll say, yeah, it'll be an easy one. I I don't anticipate anybody, like, failing super hard. Like, you know how to descend a rope. This is just, this is just going to illustrate how, um, how smooth of an operation it is.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I believe Thaddeus is a smooth operator at an 11. Ooh.
3: I got a 15.
1: I don't want to (laughs) say...
0: (laughs) Rut row. <laughs> uh,
1: well, with my plus three, it's a four. <laughs> uh, so that natural one. Whew. Yep. So sorry, guys. I was more of the, like, cast spells instead of going to gym class kind of gal.
0: Okay. So as you're descending, like, there's a couple of, like, arrows that fly up at you. And you can hear and be like, oh. Snapdragon's not going to like this. And uh, as you hit the ground, he says, all right, use the cell stone or use the sending stone when you're ready to be picked up. And he says, away, Snapdragon! And Snapdragon veers upwards into the darkness and you three are in a fog cloud and you hear arrows whizzing past as Agroth soldiers fire blindly in your general direction, but you easily... Make your way underground.
1: All right. Well, I think we will find our way back to... F- I think first we need to go to the Schwanzwarmer Express. And that was
0: under here oh, somewhere. It's crazy how much you remember to do that. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. It's a gold mine, okay?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get some snacks for the road, and then we'll uh, hit up uh, Barravin.
2: Radius presents his loyalty card.
1: (laughs) You got a free shawarma.
2: No, it was just a a side. Oh, side pop or something.
0: I didn't know about the loyalty card. I should have made you have dropped that when you were flailing on top of that wyvern.
2: (laughs) Hey, man, I lost my duo tear deck. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah.
0: Okay, yes. So as you recall, when you left Stonegate in a hurry last time, Baravan was digging up the body of an aberration that you had killed in order to study it and perhaps devise some kind of plan of attack some kind of resource to help you and that is in fact what he has done yes you you, you get to the sweat and shorma I mean there's a bit of a lineup but you know you are you got your VIP passes your frequent flyer as expected yeah, yeah excellent right to the front of the line or as a uh, right right to the top of the queue, I guess. Yes, so. Baravan, Baravon, what has he been up to? Okay, yeah, so he... His study is strewn with these very grisly, like, detailed sketches of this... You remember what it was? It was a, a death kiss, or something similar to that. So, kind of a cousin, a little brother to a beholder. Uh, so he says this, oh, well... I'm so glad you're back and that I'm still alive and here to tell you these things that I've discovered. What a remarkable creature this is. And he he goes, he's like pointing at various things and talking excitedly, like half a thought gets out here, half a thought gets out there. He's like, okay, anyway, so they have this really remarkable property. The funny thing is like, this is simply an echo of the larger being that is causing all of this, okay? I've done these with some help from the, the, some help from our divination specialists here at the Arcane Acolytes HQ, and good old fashioned trial and error and direct observable evidence. We can tell that there is this effect, something like a hallucination, okay? Um, If you're accustomed to the spell, illusion spells that become so real that they can inflict pain and even become lethal, it is something like that, okay? There's this creature at the center of all of this chaos, and it is exuding this power, this influence, and the things that it is projecting can become reality. So these these shifts in what we perceive are all stemming from what this thing is thinking about at any given moment. Now, I don't know what the limitations or restrictions on its power or area of influence are, but wow, what what an incredible power. Now, here's the problem. Our world has become very... Well, this this world, a lot of bad stuff happening, right? And all of it seemed to have started with the god's eye first appearing. And going back to an earlier conversation it seemed to be when you first encountered this thing, or its servants. So using some of the salvaged um, <clears throat> appendages from uh, from the, you know, he points to like one of the diagrams I've been able to devise an arcane ritual. It has two two steps, and if we can complete both steps, then we can undo the influence. Yes, it would be exceedingly complex, and we have to. Um, he takes the the dagger that you gave. Um, no, sorry, I think Gutterbird gave a venom dagger. I can't remember what became of it. There's no way to know. So I th- Yeah, I think Gutterbird gave up a venom dagger in exchange for s- something. I can't recall. Anywho, anywho, he says like, we we have, we've had to repurpose some some of our own magical resources here for this, but I think this is top priority. So the the, the fight against Agroth will you know will have to be done with conventional means. Uh, and he presents a dagger that has like a silver sheen to it. With like, uh, like a charcoal um, handle. And he says, okay, so... This needs to be implanted in the creature, okay? Phase one. And then the second phase will be uh, severing one of its eyes, okay? And then performing this arcane incantation. And he has... He says, I've memorized it and I have infused one scroll as a backup in case anything happens to me. I would very much like to to come with you because I don't trust anybody else to do this.
1: Do I believe him? Can I do like a quick insight check? I just want to make sure that his intentions are to like disconnect the creature oh, yeah. and not make it stronger somehow.
0: No. <laughs> okay, sure.
1: I just, I just time has passed. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that
0: he's wearing glasses now.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Oh, what dice do I use?
0: Oh, you were bad. This roll brought to you by
1: <laughs> dispel dice. Uh.
2: But made by a person who somehow managed to put a dice curse into a digital game.
1: I yes. <laughs> As an aside, my low roll dice curse has somehow transferred into Baldur's Gate uh, when we've been playing, and it is bad. Oh, I'm really nervous. Okay, okay, that's not horrible. It
0: uh,
1: it's a, a dirty 20.
0: Okay, yeah, he's he's being very honest with you.
1: Okay, good, okay. Um, Then yes, you were happy to join us. <laughs> uh, sh- I should, uh, I take the scroll as the backup? Sure. I mean, you c- carry it with you. I was just wondering whether we should, like, split them. Just in case. I don't know. You, you it's, it's up to you.
2: How are you with public speaking? Thaddeus says to Berevin.
0: Oh, um... I was, never, I was never very capable in the courts.
2: I just know that sometimes if I've got to say something I've memorized out loud in front of a group, occasionally I might misremember the words, so I want to make sure you don't need, like, your cue card scroll in front of you.
0: Oh no! There's no no worry of that. No worry of performance anxiety there. If I was if I was rubbing elbows with the 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 higher courts in the in the Feywild, then um, I would be stumbling over my words. But in this case, I shall not falter.
2: Sweet, and Thaddeus literally just takes the scroll and throws it to Chai.
1: I will keep it as a backup.
2: So, Bearvin, uh we've got this lovely system in place now. Where do you think we should try to execute it? Cuz I don't I've traveled a, a decent amount with these folks and we haven't seen anything that warrants uh a eye of the storm, so to speak. Sir, you're you're
0: asking like where?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm seeing if Bearvin has an idea of where this beholder could be.
0: Hmm. Well, I can't help you there, but I think one of your, uh, I hesitate to call him a friend, had found us before. He left this and he like rummages around a whole bunch of like different stacks of parchment and he says, ah, here it is. Um, And he said, uh, told me that I should give it to Thaddeus and he hands over a sending stone.
2: Thaddeus just kind of mutters under his breath. He's like, yeah, let's him He takes it and he just looks at it. And then he says into it, I hate scavenger hunts. And this is the dumbest breadcrumb I've ever
0: seen. Where
2: are we going?
0: He says, um, he, you get a message back. Were you successful? Did you ransack the vault? Uh, Thaddeus responds with,
2: like, it's it's that conversation you see in those, like, cop movies where it's the, like, main protagonist talking into the villain, like, all the classic mannerisms, the frustration, the, <laughs> like, just absolute Irritation of having to deal with this <laughs> and He just brings the stone back up And he just says We practically ransacked the plane Now let's get down to business
0: I see you didn't lose your charm In the Feywild Okay Well You're this much closer to being rid of me for good Remember our deal Paladin But I have some bad news For both of us I think the creatures become suspicious
2: I literally told you, don't be suspicious. We sang a whole song about it.
0: (laughs) The Grey Aladrin have collected all the stones that they need, it's just a matter of time now, so we have to go. Although I don't know exactly where, I think we can get close enough and then find its lair by magical means. So I need you to come back to Rinvale, where it all started. Does that mean we gotta go back in that stupid mine? Let's meet outside the mine. Just maybe a mile to the south, where we can approach inconspicuously.
2: Alright. But you do know that I'm not exactly brimming with patience at the moment for you. So I'm gonna need you to speed up this process as much as possible
0: as much as I am enjoying this bloodshed and conquest I don't want this thing to be alive a moment longer than you do and you have an extra incentive to be full of patience and even joy lest you forget what I have in my possession what this magical weapon has captured in its past slayings.
2: It's about halfway through him talking about the magical weapon that you would see the flip phone hang up, but <laughs> I don't know how to do that with a rock, so it just kind of like yeah. goes into his pocket and it just gets more muffled as he puts it in. <laughs> well, we've got a well, we've got <laughs> a uh, a heading at least.
1: Okay, where are we where are we going?
2: Uh, I assume it wasn't um, a private conversation, like it was the hat on
0: speakerphone, right? Um, I think it I think it's just whoever's holding it. But yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's how yeah, I believe they were. Uh we need to go to
2: Rinvale, apparently. Oh goody. Yeah. yeah. Uh
1: I'll look at Bearvan is like any ideas on how to get there quickly? S- Snapdragon? Yes, but we still have to get back to Snapdragon somewhere.
0: I think you could arrange, like, one of those uh, Dark night like type of Skyhook pickups, you know, just the flyby, and, um, you know. Love it. Chai Love it. knows that Snapdragon, like, has an appetite, so is there any sort of food in the area that you think Snapdragon might enjoy?
1: Obviously some
2: shawarma.
0: Okay, yeah.
2: The Snapdragon has not had shawarma before. It is a regional delicacy to the material plane.
1: I will make sure we get snacks.
2: <laughs> uh, Thaddeus goes up to the counter with his loyalty card <laughs> and says now, I know you guys have like seven of these that I've used up in like the past month or so. I'm here and like Thaddeus looks at his gold and he's just like
0: I'm here for the whole kebab. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode title, The Whole Kebab. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: And so we exit to lure Snapdragon with literally just a whole thing of roasted meat and the sweet smell of spices and garlic sauce
0: <laughs> wafting into the wind. Okay. Um, so I know that druids can do it, but does anybody want to tailor their, their spells for either like the, the the fight ahead or for the act of locating.
1: I mean, I will definitely pick some location stuff. I don't know who else gets to pick spells on the daily. Is it just druids
0: uh, and clerics, or can yes? Okay.
2: Um, actually, I think paladins can. They but they can't go through. They can pick from their selected spells that they've learned.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Mm.
2: So, like, I have a number of spells I can prepare from a list of spells I've learned. Yes. I can't go back to the whole paladin list. And Yeah, I can learn
1: any any of them, technically. But I
2: do have Locate Object as an option.
1: Yes. I've got a couple of options that could be handy. I've got Locate... I mean, I don't know if Animal or Plants would be particularly helpful, but I also have Locate Object... Um, ooh sorry creature as well
0: since I already brought it up the I can't and I didn't I should have checked before this recording session but there is the member of the acolytes who can do the divination Mm. so if I think maybe like you might have time for one before you go
1: I feel like this is a Thaddeus divination I don't think it's shy. I think it'd be Thaddeus or, or KGB. I'm more I'm more just try
2: I'm trying to remember the mechanics and whether or not it's better for whether it's better for Tug or the KGB. Because <laughs> um, it's we we had to have a magical object for them to focus through, correct? I
0: think there was a focus.
2: Yeah. Already I think in the
0: room. they had the
1: focus. Okay.
2: And then we have them looking for like we just ask them a question and they go for it, or
0: yeah, there's a there's a question and then there is a rule that you make, and I think that you decide, you decided um, which skill to use to roll with some kind of justification, um, and then the result kind of dictated how detailed the res, uh, the, the vision was. Gotcha. Okay.
2: I've got, I've got an idea. Let's hear it. Um, so Thaddeus will go to the divination specialist, the scryer, the town, the town scryer. scryer. <laughs> yeah, I was just <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> um, and probably with an air of composure that is unsettlingly calm walks up and says I know where we need to go to start this thing I want to know exactly how to get there from A from B to C I don't need to get from A to B we've got that covered I want to know how to go through the mine and how deep we need to get and what kind of situation we're looking at And it is the composure of... It's the composure of an individual who's just decided it's now officially wartime again. And he's fallen back into a role. And I want to use intimidation for just how composed he is at the idea of marching into the belly of the beast with kind of the same mild arrogance of Aragorn picking up the palantir and kind of being like, hey I want your eye fixed on me take a look at this kind of vibe like that's the level of my, that's the level of arrogance he wants to portray with this intimidation not necessarily be like hey bitch, I'm coming for you, but
0: Mm -hmm. mhm, right. well we will do an intimidation roll next time